How's it going, everyone? This is Ty with your Bridge the Gap podcast here. I'm really excited about our guest today. I've known Ben for a couple months now. We actually connected on social media initially. We ran into each other at uh, local distributors. We've, we've done a breakfast and learn and grab coffee together. And uh, I can't wait to start doing more work with him. Uh, he is up and coming in the roofing industry, but he's been uh, roofing for a very long time. I should say he's up and coming with owning his own business within the last couple of years. But um, I'm excited to get into his story a little bit because he goes way back. It's a generational roofer. And uh, the, the name of his company is Sun State Roofing. Um, he just got new wraps on his truck. So make sure you guys keep an eye out on, in the, on the roads uh, for him. Uh, let's get into a little bit about what's going on with, with Ben. And let's talk about how to bridge the gap between the roofing and solar industry. How are you doing today, Ben? Pretty good. I'm awesome, excited. Man. I'm glad you have me out today. We're so excited to have you. Awesome. And uh, we're, we're excited to, to hear your story. That's what this, this is all about. It's about uh, bringing these two industries together, but also um, showcasing the things that you're doing out there in the roofing industry. Um, because we believe that roofers who care about the in roofing industry as a whole and want to add value to the roofing industry and, and collaborate uh, with not only the you know affiliates like myself, but other roofers out there just to see how we can all learn from each other and grow, um, are setting themselves apart from roofers who, who don't care about those things. And I think it's really what the customers are looking for nowadays. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I'm, I'm very passionate about roofing. Like you said, I'm a, a second generation roofer. Mm -hmm taking it serious i've gone out and worked with my old man since i was probably like 11 years old but wow. actually taking it serious since i was like 16. yeah um i've done pretty much every role in the industry i've worked for a lot of bigger roofing companies some national roofing companies where i had to travel for work and got to see different roof types that they don't even make in arizona so i it i definitely have a lot of experience and uh i always knew i kind of wanted to do my own thing and just you know decided to pull the trigger when covid and everything happened and it was probably the best decision i've ever made was, was doing awesome. my own thing yeah it's uh it's nice to be able to uh you know kind of uh you know let people know a little bit more about me with the whenever i go out and like you know go and look at a job i kind of look at things a little bit differently i um i don't always try to like revert to a full roof unless it's absolutely need you know 25 year old roof tiles falling off you know needs a lot of maintenance to bring everything up to code um, but if I go out there and I'm addressing a roof leak five ten years old uh, I'm pretty good about finding roof leaks that's one thing my old man was always really good at too was uh, finding roof leaks I remember uh, you know being younger and being up on the roof and having him go into an attic and he'd go in the attic with like a broom uh -huh. and whenever you know wherever the roof leak was and he'd be in the attic and you know try to follow the roof leak with the flashlight and once he found it he'd take the broom and he'd hit it onto the top of the plywood mm -hmm. and wherever he was hidden i was waiting for tapping up there and i'd start pulling tiles apart and be like oh okay i found the roof leak yelling through the attic so it's always been one of the the that like with the industry it's always been one of those things where it's like you know some kids grow up like working on cars and stuff with their dad working on a roof was my thing you know with my old man so That's it's always awesome. been uh, he passed away in two, like 2016 okay and uh i didn't uh, do roofing for a couple years and then i my daughter was born and i you know it's it's an industry where if you know what you're doing you can make a ton of money and so i got back into roofing again and uh, did the traveling thing for a little bit and it was real hard to be away i worked locally too and and um, 
you know, it's just doing your own thing. It's it's another whole ballpark because, like, I have a CR42, so I can do commercial, residential, meet people, you know, across all walks of life. And I'm a pretty good people person, and I always like meeting new people. So I, it, it almost felt natural just getting into that role of being, you know, an owner and, and being able to kind of, like, network and meet people in different trades. I, I've used a lot of different uh, – I use like Stellar Drywall. Shout them out. They're they're yeah. one of my main guys. I go to like uh, you know address a roof leak. It's a lot of what we do is the roof leaks and you know finding you know we do active versus preventative, which is like active is water's going to pour in the second it's right here. Preventative is it's got time frame, but it's going. You know, so I always do the active preventative type of thing. That's one thing we do a little bit differently too, and um, you know it's it it definitely uh, kind of doing your own thing. You can you can. You know, be as visible and, uh, you know, transparent with things as possible. Mm -hmm. And when you're working for some companies, you're you might not be able to say certain things or, you know, you have a, a tech out on a roof and there's they're like, there's, there's no aerial, there's no this. Yeah. What do I do? And you're not trying to let the homeowner know what's going on in that situation. You're calling you're calling up above you. And, you know, it's just the whole, you know, mess and kind of with doing my own thing. I'm involved even when I have my guys out and do estimates and stuff. I, my foot, my feet are on that roof at one point in time. Like mm -hmm. nothing goes through and gets finished or inspected without like me looking at it too, you know. Mm -hmm. And it, I think that definitely makes a difference. Also, you know, it's uh, it's got to be up to standards. And I've got real bad OCD. So if one little thing's out of point, I'll be like, hey, what's going on over here? And I'll point it out, and we'll get it addressed, and you know, get it up to where it needs to be. I'm sure so. the customers appreciate your OCD. And sometimes, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I love. I love that you jumped in your, right into your history. I love that uh, from age 11, you're working with your dad. You really are learning the traits in and out, how to do things right. And you have a ton of experience in doing that uh, underneath your father. Uh, he passes away. You take a couple years off of, off of roofing. And then you, you have kids, and you, you realize, man, it's it not you want to get back into it to make money to provide a good life for them. But also, you're keeping your dad's legacy going here, which I think is just phenomenal because it was it's been sun state roofing the whole time even with your dad yeah that's right? his, that was his name of his company all it was bmd roofing before and then he changed it to sun state roofing and that was up until you know the day he passed you know yeah. and even at that point too i was thinking about you know putting the license everything in my name but it, he passed very tragically and it was very mm -hmm. sudden I'm sorry man so it was one of those things where it was like I just didn't want anything to do you with it. I had to like that. process and recover, and you right. know, it was one of those things. So, I, you know, let the license lap and stuff, and you know, did a few other things. I worked for a uh, company that made iron entry doors, and you know, completely, completely different, right on the ground. You know, so I worked there for a little while, and then, but yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, I know it's time to get back into it. You know, sure. and I, I think the company I went with was a definitely a good one to kind of jump into it because it kept me busy. You know, yeah. it was uh, one of those where. It was was just go 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 they would even do what they called emergency calls and emergency calls had a 24-hour window that you were able to get to that roof to go look at it do patchwork whatever needed to be done this was and, a service the company offered where a customer yeah call and they could in call in an emergency and, and pay a premium for an emergency and we're service out this. so this is leak yeah. isn't coming in there's monsoon season yeah i need someone here now all roofers are booked up but you want to pay additional money for an emergency 24 seven okay. service. And they would do that. So, you know, you'd be out in Phoenix and they'd get an emergency call for Las Vegas. So you drive wow. the second you get it in. I mean, you've got a ton of hours to drive out there to actually get everything done. So you'd go out there, hit up Las Vegas, 
call in. Do I have any other work to do out here? No, don't drive back. And then lots of times, too, you, by the time you made it back home, boom, there's another 24-hour service call out in the same place. Turn it around. So you're turning back around the next day and driving back out there. Yeah, it, wow. was, it was nuts. Like, I remember one time I, I traveled to... Cali and was out in Cali for like three months. Finally was able to drive back. I told I told my boss, I was like, I'm driving back at like four in the morning, just so you guys know before anything pops in. It was like four thirty, boom, service call popped in. I was already a little bit out of town, so I had to go back and oh yeah, it was one of those where but you were, I mean that's what you had to do. That was requirement for it, you yeah. know. And so you turn back around, reserve another hotel, stay out there another day, do what you need to, and then then be able to drive back. But So it, now you make your own rules. Yeah, and it's and you been don't nice. do emergency service <laughs> no. now, all right? Well I do sometimes depending like if somebody calls and they're like hey we're getting water leaking in okay. do you guys do tarp we'll do tarp we'll do like 500 dollars tarp service and then help them you know go through like the insurance process for it but um yeah i try to avoid it if it's you know 25 foot roof and it's raining outside <laughs> then i'll try to avoid an emergency service yeah. but they would make us do that like uh they would even do like home depots and places like that and you'd go out there and they made prop their own putties and coatings and stuff and you would have to do those type of repairs in the rain even so mm -hmm. they had ones that would work in like an inch of water so you'd go up there with an umbrella and brush it away put down the product and then you're like okay i think we slowed it down go underneath okay there's no water dripping in or it slowed down so i'm good to go we're going to process everything else and you know finish it when it's done you know raining outside but it was yeah it was they were definitely a storm chasing company you yeah. know it was uh it, it's a different animal it definitely is but it's fun though i mean that's kind of like my end goal for my business is to be able to be a national company in you know multiple states and and uh you know just kind of everywhere at once you know that's that's yeah. my end goal too so, so you you've, you've given sun state roofing a little bit of a makeover you you know you're running the show now you're back in it you're taking on your dad's legacy what are some of the biggest changes um, did he have a dream to go national or is that new? And maybe what are some other things that you're yeah, doing he that did, uh, are different? His end goal, though, is pretty funny, was when he got towards his retirement years, he wanted to go and start up a roofing business in Hawaii and retire in Hawaii doing roofing. That was, awesome that was end his goal, end goal, is just to do a business wow. out there <laughs> and then cool. just kind of retire, do a little bit of stuff out there. But that was his on Oahu. That was his that was his end goal. I'm going to retire where I want. Yeah, but still doing it out there, you yeah. know. You know and yeah. Every time you'd try, we used to do, like, family reunions and stuff out there, too, like aunts and uncles, because they're kind of all across the U.S., so we all kind of like fly out, meet for, like, a week, and everybody kind of sees each other. I haven't seen each other for a while. And every time we'd go out there, he would drive around and look at, like, you know, people, like, you know, doing roofs and stuff. And when there was actually one I follow on Instagram called Capil, uh, I think they're called Capilli Roofing. Mm -hmm. should look them up. And they, they do awesome videos, but it's, like, every single one of their videos it's like you know you're looking at a cool shingle roof getting you know redone and then they pan over and there's the ocean and beaches and palm trees you know and it's like man we're doing a 120 degree you know roofing out in arizona and these guys got you know working in paradise you know it's one of those things where it's always in my head too i'm like it's that's where one i would want to right. do yeah exactly you know right. it's a it, you know we got to put in like fun places too yeah. like you know if you're going to do national it's got to be places that you don't mind going to also you know right. and so, so part of your work experience is you worked for a couple different local roofing companies but also some national roofing companies and i think you're blending all your experiences together to to build the dream that you want now with, with this kind of custom vision that i see yeah definitely. and i love it because you you're a little bit niche when it comes to roofers like a, a lot of roofers are out there looking for the uh the residential re-roof there are some commercial divisions but you want to specialize in the service sector am i, am I yeah, saying that definitely correct? tell me a, bit, a little bit about why that 
you want to go that route and uh, what your interest is there and, and a little more in your vision of what does it look like to service on a commercial level on a national level? Well, the way I look at it too is there's a lot of different like property management companies we even work with that are national property management companies. And a lot of them will give you more work if you're out in another state too. So if I'm out in California and I'm already doing work for them in Arizona, then they're going to give me all their California work too. You know, they're going to, hey, we already trust this guy over here. We want to do that over there as well. And now you're a one-stop shop. They don't have to work with multiple exactly, people. It's like you, you know, just handle it in the whole Southwest. Yeah, the exactly. Nation. You know, all of, you know, whatever's, you know, and I think working for some of those national companies kind of like opened it that that's a, a possibility of things you can do. And there's different uh, websites and things that, that specialize in that. There's like vet, different vendor networks you can get on. They, a lot of them have different requirements that they look for that are just, you know, above the regular license, bonded and insured, you know. So it's kind of, and we've been around since 21, but it's kind of getting us into a, a place where we're qualified to do a lot of those other, you know, bigger vendor jobs and things like that. And that's kind of the end goal I see for Sun State, you know. You've seen a lot of roofs out there, I'm sure. What's some of the worst stuff you've seen? Like, is it tile blown off? Is it just holes in roofs? I mean, do you have like a worst case like story on maybe oh. a JCPenney or something where yeah, it was just I'd really say bad? At Arrowhead Mall, there's a, a movie theater up there. It's an AMC and it's like connected to the mall. And they, it was when Avengers, the, the first like real big Avengers movie was coming out. And they were calling because they had like five or six roof leaks in their theaters, right? They're like, we need this fixed. Yeah, we, we gotta- need a patch. There was like premiere night so right yeah. around the corner. It's leaking. And you know, we go in there and there's like, you know, trash cans underneath, right in front of the screens and stuff. It was oh real bad. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we kind of got our pictures and measurements and stuff. And then we went up on the roof and the roof was actually a cement decking and it had an EPDM, you know, rubber roof up there and it had a split in the roof, maybe 35 feet. So it splits when that stuff dries out, it'll dry out and then it splits and then it curls because it's all rubber. So it curled up and all we were seeing was just cement decking there. And Exposed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and it's, we ended up doing like light for light patch, like cutting it out, doing patch repairs into it, doing putty, doing a bunch of coating and stuff. Yeah. But that was probably like the most, I'd say, hectic job yeah. that I've ever had. It was, you know, because it was like a deadline. Get it done. Yeah, and you got right. bosses, you know, kind of breathing down. And uh, yeah, I'd say that was probably probably the worst one, especially because that was like the second time I've ever been on yeah. an EPDM roof in my life. I was like, I didn't even know they had EPDM roofs in Arizona. You know, right. what I mean? sure they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think so. <laughs> you know and uh, yeah that was a that was definitely a, a fun one i'd say yeah um we were on a harbor freight once out in california too and this is a the national company I used to work with they'd put you with the train like from the BIAC, you get hired, and I got I hired as a service manager. You get hired like a foreman or a service tech or you know a helper or anything like that. They get hired me straight in because my experience into a service manager position. So when you get hired as a service manager, they put you with a trainer because they want to make sure you're up to par. Thirty days, the first month I'm working there, they sent me to California with this guy I've never met, stayed in a hotel together, like learning. You know, hey, it's a rainy season, Cal. That's where they sent me for my first month with Cali, and it was like literally like probably. The the first week I was more jobs than I've ever done in my entire life yeah it was like trying to knock out 10 jobs in a day and these are like inspection because they're they're going out to everything with like a an NTE so there's already like money on it so you'll go out there 
we know it's leaking here. Here's $500 towards it. And you go out and you're basically putting everything together. And if you can get it done within that NTE, then you just get it taken care of. If it's like $1,500, you'd call in to try to request an increase in that to get it done. But most of the time it would end up just becoming, you know, an estimate for like a salesman to sell the rest of it. Here's what they found, you know. Yeah. And uh, it, it definitely, it was cool because there's different branches with that national company. So I kind of got to see, you know, like I was basically like running my own thing out in Arizona for that company, you That's know, awesome. and um, just kind of seeing that is kind of where I see even us kind of getting to that point is trusting somebody that, you know, in another state to do kind of what I'm doing now, but in a different state, being able to network, being able to go, you know, meet people and do just mimic, you know, pretty much our, our success out here in another state. And then I want to do that to another state, you know, yeah. and then just kind of go yeah, from keep, there. Oh, keep scaling. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's all service. Uh, that's my main is trying to get service calls, residential and commercial, you know, if it's, you know, roof leaks, you know, any, anything really, you know, yeah. maintenance, things like that. Operations and maintenance contracts. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I got one more question before we start getting into a little more of the solar aspect of the, and how it ties into roofing. Uh, there's a lot of roofers out there right now looking at the back end of this monsoon season and going, that was a monsoon. Like, yeah. that was terrible. Oh, it was a re we had real no rain. Uh, we were relying on that rain for our income to be able to pay ourselves and our families. And they're, I don't know, maybe not hurting. Maybe they are, but they, it's not as good of an outcome as the roofing industry could have hoped. Yeah. What's something you do or something that you see beneficial in a time like this that you could go out and do as a roofer to, um, I guess, kill it, drag it home and provide for your family when it's kind of hard to find? I mean, I know you're taking off the social a little bit, but is there anything else or maybe it's that you want to speak into? I mean, what, what tips or recommendations would you give on that? So I'm still, I get real like old school. Like from when I used to work with my old man, we would even get postcards and go door to door sometimes to drop Just off. boots you know. on the ground. Yeah, you know, so I even still do that sometimes if I'm driving somewhere and I notice there's a bunch of like ridge tile or, you know, uh, hip tile that fell off of a, a roof. I'll stop over and ring the doorbell if nobody answers, I'll just leave a card there you yeah. know um, so that that works for me um, but a lot of networking and like word of mouth too like I've got like a the real good drywall company a stucco company I work with other, a lot other contractors yeah that give referrals with. a yeah. couple different dumpster companies I work with they they'll give me referrals or repost my stuff to different groups and stuff and I'll get a call from it or they'll give a you know a referral to a general contractor hey the, this guy dropped off a dumpster and you know he said he knew a really good roofer so you know little things like that definitely help it's networking it's who you know it's the relationships you have which comes back to a big part of why we started this and and what we're after it's developing relationships within the yeah. roofing community and affiliates within the roofing community we actually just started a, a group called rng the roofers networking group we're going to get you at the next event coming oh, up yeah. here uh, in the springtime and just getting roofers together who, who see the value in that networking piece and want to collaborate and work on like what can we all learn from each other yeah. how can we learn from the guy who's been doing it longer maybe there's somebody who's right there with us that is experiencing the same pain points and maybe there's someone behind us too that's just starting that yeah. was in your shoes where you were a couple years ago and you you would have killed for maybe at that tip that point or that yeah. handout that hand up that some, someone said hey check this out or whatever it might be and we just start learning and growing and, and collaborating with each other to to really start taking the roofing community in Arizona to the next level. Yeah, so. I think I think it's awesome. And even like you know, like Arca, like now you're on you're on the board for Arca yeah. now. That's that's definitely something we're gonna be joining in the beginning of that's the year. Awesome. I, I like that the community with it, you know, I think mm -hmm. 
like even like my dad's generation of roofers, you know, was everybody a lot more egos. I feel like we're in it than that mm -hmm. generation compared to now. It's you know? changing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of collaboration. You know, a lot of people talking. Oh, I can help you out with this. I use I'll use subs too. You know, from here to there. I used to, I just used uh, Andrade Roofing Services. Oh, yeah. On um, we did like a 2,000 square foot reset, and you know we ha we were real busy that week. They're a sub I trust. He's he's been doing work for you know 11 plus years and doing his own thing so i had them out to go do a 2,000 square foot you know watched it we bought the product and stuff but it was all just labor you guys work this done. thing together yeah exactly you know and they did an amazing job everything came out the way we wanted but uh, i think that yeah, collaboration you know is, is one of those things it's like you know sometimes you might need help with something and you know it's like don't be afraid to ask you know yeah. and even like i think uh one of the questions that you know when we were talking about all this was uh um like issues or like what what's been an issue in the past with like solar yeah and uh i'd say that one of them is the communication i've had uh you know where we've done like a reset or, or something like that and then they're ready to go out and do solar panels on the roof and they'll go out and do the solar panels and then not mention that there's a bunch of broken tile right around it you know and it's like if you just mention it and we already know you're coming out and you know i'm going to come back out again too then we could avoid the whole situation but instead it's me coming out after the fact and noticing there's 10 broken tiles and then it's like oh Another those were roll. those were like that before or, you know yeah exactly you know and then you're like oh, whatever i'll take care of it you know but i think that the communication and you know things like that and really you know 10 broken tiles is not a lot of money it's like just right. let, let somebody know yeah, you're easy you know? man it can, i mean we we don't only want to communicate because we assume when we go to do a detach and reset that and all my guys know this you need to Assume that the roofer is going to come do an inspection next day, every yeah. time. And most of the times that is the case. Yeah. Some roofers we built a lot of trust with may not go do that yeah. check anymore. But I still tell them, like, it, you want to act like, you know, you care about the roof so much and serve the roofer as our primary customer so much that when they get out to do that inspection, you're wowing them. Yeah. Because we're looking for loyalty with our roofers, not just customer satisfaction. We're trying to take it past that point, exactly. up another couple rungs to... The trust loyalty like we're, and it makes a difference you know. too because especially if you we've already built that trust with the customer mm -hmm. and we're saying hey go with this company to get this part done so we could do our thing then we're kind of piggybacking that trust too and it's like if, if they don't follow through then it makes us look bad also you know mm -hmm. so it, mm -hmm. I definitely uh, you got to you know trust the people that you're working with you know? yeah you got to trust and you have to also remove friction yeah so it's it's adding friction when there's broken tile they don't communicate that when they lose trust because of that but then they're losing trust because it's increasing your cost increasing your truck roll and creating more friction for you now yeah. you got to go to the boneyard you got to roll over there you got to get the tile you got to yeah. come back you had other stuff on your day that you had planned now this is cutting into that and and now they don't want to take ownership for it and yeah i think it's you know most solar companies out there don't have a mission to proudly serve roofers by bridging the gap between the roofing and solar yeah. industry their mission is to go sell new solar and make money doing that and yeah. and you know there's a there's a lot of potential for income doing that it's a huge market i mean how many solar companies install solar here in the valley hundreds right yeah and so um i think the future though as more and more of that stuff gets put up and installed and as the government subsidies one day eventually they're going to go away it's not going to last forever this 30 percent tax credit it's great that it's here now oh yeah um but when, when the more that goes up and the more that the government eventually pulls out the more the market is going to shift into 
collaboration between the roofing and solar industry to get these things out of the way to repair and then either replace maybe we're upgrading in that time because it's it's 15 it's 20 yeah. year old panels or maybe maybe it's not maybe the company the initial solar company put the panels up on a 20 year old roof because they didn't know what they were looking at or they didn't care and, and now we're detaching and resetting a five-year-old system, which is a shame when we see that, but it, that's oh, it the happens. majority out there. Yeah, it happens a lot, especially, too, if they don't put, like, bird guard. It's almost a necessity, I'd say, nowadays, is when you're putting up solar panels is to put bird guard around it because I'd say like 50% of the leaks with that are associated with solar panels is because of the fact Pigeons that birds nasty, got underneath it. Oh, my gosh, they're yeah. terrible. They're flying oh. rats. Yeah. And, you know, the old solar company I used to work at, we implemented actually on the front page of the contract, you had to sign off that you did not want BirdGuard. Oh, and it really? And explain to you the, That's smart. The, 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 why you should get it. Because we would show up five years after installing solar, and it would be a disaster. Infested. Infestation. Yeah. And the customer was livid. Why didn't you tell me about this? Why didn't you just install it on every system? What do you mean you're going to charge this much now to take everything off the roof? This thing caused a roof leak. And they're trying to push the cost of the detached reset yeah. and the cost of the roof repair onto the solar company yeah. because they were never educated. And, of course, the solar company's going, I'm not paying for any of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that becomes a, a bad customer experience. This this customer, they're going to tell everybody, all oh. their friends, all their family about their bad experience. Yeah. And it creates a bad rep for the solar industry as a whole. So educating and it happens front more than, you, than you'd like to admit, for sure. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the birds crazy. Are, it's a growing problem. I oh, mean, it really are, is. are multiplying like, like I had one customer like that we did bird spikes for. It was real minimal. And then the birds went to like the back of the house. And they ended up uh, ended up getting so bad, like over the past summer, that they got with like three other neighbors in the neighborhood, and they bought a hawk. I guess there's companies that you can yes. buy a hawk and release a hawk in the neighborhood. I want a solar detached reset. Hawk. Yeah, exactly. Right, you yeah. know, it was the craziest. <laughs> thing. I was like, really? That's awesome. And yeah, they sent me pictures and videos once they ended up releasing it. Dakota with a hawk. Yeah, just, just holding with around like a, it. Yeah, it was the craziest collar. thing. Yeah. I was like, man, it's uh, it's really that bad though. You know, to be able to just put a, a you know a predator in that that neighborhood now right. to, to look you know lower There's how many are in there. there someone needs uh, to take that yeah and, right and you know i thought that was nuts just yeah. release it in the neighborhood i was like really I was and like, it's just oh, cool man. it's just yeah it's know, just cool like all right i want to get some pigeons go now get you know yeah. Yeah, exactly you know it's nuts <laughs> oh man yeah you it's know, it's crazy it's so we got stuff. communication frictions being added no one's really addressing the bird guard issue would you say those are the main three pain points of lack of of, of collaboration that's going on right now between the roofing and solar industry yeah. is there anything else out there that really just bugs you about solar solar panels uh, uh, i'd uh, say you know. i wouldn't say about solar i think just having anybody on a roof after you just like made it look pretty it's artwork it's, up there yeah right exactly now, it's now like everything up and mortar cabs all the you know pipe penetrations yeah. or see everything looks great up there and then you know somebody goes out there and has to you know even you know putting a fixing an ac unit up there or you know anything like that all of that there's always something that you end up seeing the next time you go out and i do uh, with our warranty, I do these things called roof checkups, and I'll do them for like a six year, uh, six month, or I'll do it I a, think like this a is one great. year. The roof checkups, mm -hmm. oh yeah, they're awesome, and, it, and it'll vary too, depending on if we're doing like a five year, ten year, two year, and it'll also vary between customers too, because I'll get snowbirds and stuff too, where they're like, I need you to come out every six months. I'm only out there two months out of the year, but whenever I go out for those roof checkups, I definitely can kind of see, you know, where how the roof is aged, and if there's any manufactured defects, you know, things like that. But tons of times, they'll get solar panels installed 
bowl in that time period and I come out in there and I'm like then I have to bring it up I'm like I don't know how long ago they did it but I'm pretty sure that was from them whoever installed those solar panels or did you know work did you, anybody work on the AC unit yeah somebody was out there a month ago and you're like okay well there's like they smashed every tile on the way to this AC unit you know and so for uh, roofers who aren't doing roof checkups like what happens if you don't go do that checkup? Do I feel the like most people aren't doing the checkups. Yeah, a lot of people aren't doing checkups. I mean, it, I always used to tell customers who for other companies I worked for was they do free estimates. Work's getting done. If you feel anything, if a couple months from now, give us a call and we'll come out and just take a look at it for you again. Look at what we did. Look the rest of your roof over, which also gives me opportunity for doing like a leak repair and you know their patio or there's other areas that were more preventative at the time. Six months from now. You know, we can you know reassess it again to see if it's something that needs to be fixed. Also, so There's an opportunity for more work on the checkup. You're protecting the homeowner from other contractors that are damaging the service you provided, and then this customer is going every time there's a, a block party or something going on, or the word roof gets brought up. You stayed front of mind, and you've added so much value with the free checkups that they're going. This company, Sun State, not only do they do my roof, but they come back twice a year part of their deal yeah and they're looking at my roof they're educating me about my about what's going on up there they're catching problems i wouldn't have caught and and now you got this word of mouth thing that just starts really spreading right i'd say like majority of the customers because i i do a lot of the sell and the social media you know pretty much you know everything um you know involved with it I'm, and i feel like even if i was bigger i would still do that just because i've got really bad ocd like i've yeah. got to like see everything everything has to kind of go through if the you know i'm writing up a contract and the verbiage doesn't sound good i'll erase it and start from scratch that's just kind of how i am with so i don't want to edit it and then you know because then it's like uh, had that original thought but now i need to it's already a brand new thought so i need to erase it and start over you know that's kind of how i'm always like adapting to stuff you know and mm -hmm. uh even even with like the roof checkups we've started doing now where we can do extended warranties on stuff where like if we're doing like a coating with the five-year then when we're hitting close to that we're doing our roof check was written close to that root then you know that five-year and warranty is about to get expired can either extend it and do a recode on there and add another five years so we go out there do touch-ups recode on and then add another five years worth of warranty and uh, you know that's definitely been you know one of those things that kind of separates us too and it's just uh, kind of getting in front of things before they can even become an issue there's a couple times too, we've gone out and done, um, you know, like shingle, like a shingle repair, gone back out six months later, notice there's someone up with the shingles, take pictures, and then end up getting, you know, a manufacturer defect out of it and then up comping us to get that whole entire thing redone. Mm -hmm. So it's little things like that, but it definitely makes a difference. Even like coatings and stuff, you know, you're doing like a big coating job out there. And, you know, sometimes there's one little spot that might have gotten missed and then you come back out six, oh man, we missed that spot. And then you can get in front of it and be able to touch that up also, you know, and it's little things like that that's uh, what I'm trying to build off from the get-go, you know. Yeah, I, I think you made a comment before we started the podcast with your um, vision to specialize in the, the service need. And it's not a lot of, it's not a big fish. It's not selling the whole yeah. roof. But there's a lot of medium-sized fish out yeah, there. Yeah, And I love that you say that because it's, it's something I say often, too, with what I'm doing is I'm not selling the $50,000 solar. solar system. Yeah. But there's a need out there that is oh, yeah. growing quick for what we're doing. And um, so it's a lot of medium fish. So I'm right in line there with you. Yeah. It's a specialized market, and I think that's why we connect so yeah, well because we, we, we are aligned in kind of how we're viewing the, the uh, how we want to build these businesses. Um, where can people find you at? 
tell me about your social media presence a little bit and what you got going on there, your website, yeah. your, your, your trucks, all that stuff. So we're doing kind of like a brand change, kind of we already have a new logo and, you know, kind of stuff changed up and just waiting for stuff to come in and then we're going to go change everything on the socials. Um, I'd say our main social that's got like tons and tons of content is Facebook. I do tons and tons of Facebook stuff. My guys will take videos. Sometimes we'll do live videos. Sometimes we'll do like voiceover videos. Do we just search on Facebook for Sunstate? Yeah, Roofing? Sunstate Roof and AZ. Okay. AZ. And then okay. the website, sunstateroofandaz.com. Okay. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of like before, after, and during, you know, videos and posts and pictures. And so I'm uh, pretty much everywhere you can think of. I'll be posting stuff on Google, uh, Nextdoor. So, I mean, we're a little bit on everywhere, you know, but it's, uh, I'd say Facebook's probably got our biggest presence. Yeah, we need to start doing some more, some co-branding. Too, oh, yeah, you know? man. When you start getting a, a, a together out there. I know we've got some videos going on. Oh, yeah, Let's keep yeah. it going. And uh, we want to definitely continue working with you. We love what you're doing out there in the roofing industry. Thank you. I love the specialized nature you're bringing. I love the the history you have and the experience you have. That I think it really brings something unique that a lot of people can't find when they're looking for services that you, you provide. And uh, I'm excited to watch you continue to just keep blowing up and growing. Same with you guys, too. Yeah. You guys are killing it. You know, I, I watched a bunch of your social, I think, because we've been friends, I think, on Facebook for a solid minute before we even met in person. I know, when we met at RWC, I'm like, wait, you're Sunstate? Yeah, I was like, I yeah. think I've seen a bunch of your videos. But I was like, yeah, I, was, I remember watching, like, a bunch of yours from the yeah. get-go. And you guys are just growing, you know, like, tenfold. It's awesome to see, you know, a lot of the big commercial ones are having to crane stuff in. And, yeah. you know, that's the, I like watching people. It can even be another roofing company too but i like watching people like progress and grow and i feel like everybody can win i'm not one of those like uh where it's like i gotta be number one here if you're not first or last there's you so know? many roofs out there <laughs> it really the market's is so big yeah oh it's there's yeah. so much you know and, li and like i said i'm thinking about even going national and that's even more people to compete with and things that you know kind of go your way and maybe don't go your way and it's just you know it's uh i think once we go national it's definitely going to make a be a, a different uh kind of ballpark altogether too because you know they kind of look a lot of those companies that that have those property management companies they will give you money out blindly to get stuff fixed so you have to be on point about what's getting fixed because if it leaks again you know you're getting a call somebody's wanting to cancel contracts and you know everything just has to be up to par all the time you know and it's uh it especially when you're looking at stuff like osha you know and that's right. a lot of stuff that they look for like osha 30 and making sure you know you've got different certifications and things like that to be able to get even get you know certain jobs and things like that but it definitely um those vendor there's tons of different vendor websites that that you can get on to mm. that once you sign up for those then they'll send you work orders and they'll send you, you know different jobs and things like that so but i think that's kind of like our end goal it probably won't be overnight you know but it's a, no. it's definitely uh you know i always i'm one of those people where it's like um even if you know you're, you're far away from being like a million dollar company you have to always keep talking about it because if you don't talk about it those things don't manifest for you and if, it, if you don't mention it you don't know that you know tell the universe that's what you want in life it's not going to happen you know talk it's about a, it and, then, and also you brought this up earlier proximity yeah you need to get around people yeah. who are are doing it already 
Exactly. So that that you're absorbing that stuff. And so I think you're on track with both of those things. That's how I know you're going to continue to scale and grow in in the vision that you want to take this. You're not being stagnant, which is one of our core values. Don't be stagnant. Yes. You got to, you know, if you're stagnant. Keep moving. You got to be like a river, man. You got to keep flowing. Yeah. And if something doesn't work, then you have to just pivot and change. I think that's the main thing. Pivot pivot and change. change, Adapt, overcome, however you want to say it. Yeah, you know. It's part of running a business is there's going to be challenges. There's going to be obstacles. Oh, yeah. Um, if you're not facing challenges and obstacles, that means you're not moving and pushing on the market enough. That means you're too stagnant. Yeah. So you should be getting constant uh, obstacles and things to overcome. I think running a successful business is, is the person who can overcome obstacles the most swiftly, efficiently, and learn from them yeah. is going to be the winner in the long game. Oh, we, yeah. all, we all got the problems. It's just a matter of how yeah. you handle it, right? You got to take a loss as a lesson. That's what I always say, too. Yes. It's like is if, you're, if you take a loss or, you know, you got to take a knee on something, it's like don't take it as like, you know, get discouraged about it. You got to take it and with stride, you know, and that's kind of like I've got three kids, too, and I know that their eyes are on me all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and it's one of those where it's like I'm not quitting. I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep moving forward i want them to to know that like um you know anytime i've ever faced adversity i just dealt with it with a smile you know and that's what i want my kids i want to build something that my kids can get involved with and i got two daughters and one son and i want them to be able to get uh 10 i've got one just turned six and then the other one's two years old so yeah across the board you know so but it's like uh i want to build something that they can do even get into once they're you know older or they can choose they want to or not you know and it's it's building that kind of you know outcome for them you know is uh is really i think my like end goal in everything is to have something to be able to hand to them to be able to you know work into and you know take off with whatever i built when they're you know older in life you oh, know? i align with you 100 percent on that and because i've got the two girls i started the business yeah. at the same time when they it's like what kind of legacy are you going to leave yeah exactly you know um, and, don't want them so. to struggle find their i mean everyone's had that i think that in their life where it's like you know trying to find your way I, when i was working with my old man my first job was at industrial the skateboard shop so i'd work with, there at nights when i was in high school and then on the weekends i'd work with my dad you know but he was always telling me you know he's like this, you see how much you're making there compared to what you're making with me on the weekend like he'd always put that like in my head about stuff like you see the difference you see you there's know there's a future in the trades there's oh a yeah, there the is just, sure. you know and it's uh you just you gotta know, put in the hard work yeah exactly you know and it's uh you know experience and it's i think passion too you know it's you can put up somebody that knows like you know their numbers for every little thing but if they're not passionate or they can't like you you can't build that trust just from even that passion alone you know going through the motions yeah they're just that's a job you know i don't even want to work with guys where that their trade or whatever they're doing they're not passionate about it they're just there for a paycheck those are the not the people i want to work with long term yeah Yeah. exactly you know and you find those people anywhere you go you know where it's like could even be you know going to the gas station and there's you know somebody working at the gas station and there's the one person that just hates working there and then you go in the there's the one that's making small talk with you the whole entire time you know and it's like okay at least you lo- you love what you're doing you know it's like whatever you're doing you got to be into it you know people can tell and your customers can tell too just like you can that's why having a, a culture i think is key oh yeah getting the right people on your team that are, are passionate sold on the mission and vision of what you're trying to do so oh, yeah. every time anyone that's interacting with a customer within your company is coming off 
passionate and the not same. like, dude, this guy that's fixing my roof really doesn't want to be here today. Does he even care about sealing the mounts right? Yeah, like, he's playing the whole time. I hear him or, yelling. Or no, I, I trust this guy because I can tell he loves what he's doing. Yeah, right? you know? Yeah. And it's easy to tell, you know, when you got the one person out there that loves what they're doing and the one person that's, you know, just ready to in and out, you know, ready to leave, you know? And it's, uh, yeah. it's definitely one of those industries, too, where it's like can, your attitude can vary depending on the weather, <laughs> especially, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like... It's 60 degrees outside it's a lot easier to be happy than when it's 120 and yeah, it's thank, everything's thank burning you. The summer, right? it's oh my good gosh this week yeah for, it's for it's been a crazy summer too because i mean hot. it's super hot no you know i mean we didn't really get a monsoon season either yeah. you know and uh but thankfully yeah we've been staying busy too i mean it's uh the roof is one of those things where you know a lot of times people will put it off until it's until it's raining outside and it's too late you know and it's a uh, water's leaking in and then it's like oh now i need to get it done you know and it's definitely one of those industries where it's usually, uh, you know, the weather inflicts on how busy we are, you know? Well, so. I, I can't wait to continue collaborating with you. I can't wait to, you know, get you back on here for another podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you guys know where to find him on social media. You know what his website is. You know what he's about now, what he offers, what he specializes in. Ben, thank you so much for being here today. Ben thank with you, Sun brother. State Roofing. Um, let's keep it going, man. Let's keep it going. And uh, you guys keep an eye out for this guy, especially with his new rep trucks out there on the road. Um, uh, go blow him up. Go follow him. Go tag. Go like his stuff. Um, let's support the industry, and let's keep bridging the gap. Let's yeah, go. Definitely. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah.